Hello again, welcome to another edition of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. I am your host, as always, the mouth of Michigan, Rob Mendeika. With me, as always, my co-host, the Merkstone, Mike Merkel. I made it. He's here. didn't die this time. You didn't die. You're tan. You're a bronze god. Look at you. You're gorgeous. It's beautiful time. Uh, The whale man, Kyle Budzanowski, will be joining us in the second part of the show, which only can mean one thing, that the first half of the show is going to be all pro wrestling base. We're just going to go straight into it. We t- we promised last week, Mike, we were kind of going to do a tail of the tape sort of thing between Keith Lee and Adam Cole. However, we got a lot of breaking news when it comes to that match in particular, so we're going to probably change that up just a little bit. We're also going to talk Fighter Fest, uh, the comparisons. We're also going to be talking WWE Buys Evolve. So, for you Evolve fans, uh, as you know, it went on a couple, it went out of business a few weeks ago, and now WWE just owns its video library. So we're going to talk the impact of that. In part two of the show, Kyle's going to be joining us, and we are going to be talking Cam Newton. He signs with the New England Patriots. We're going to be talking the impact of that and on its division. We're also going to be talking um, the upcoming basketball season and whether or not this championship is truly going to be the hardest one to win. Some some players, some high-profile players have come out and said that this could possibly be the hardest championship to win in history. And we're going to end the show talking hockey and how the Red Wings somehow managed to get the fourth overall pick in a situation where it was pretty likely they were going to get the first overall pick. And yet, due to the Red Wings' luck, it is what it is. And we're going to talk about that broken play or NHL draft lottery system and how asinine it is. But let's just jump right in, Mike, to the to the wrestling talk here. Uh, Fighter Fest, you know, and Great American Bash, you know, um, biggest shocker for me, I would say, is that actually NXT. One, I guess the mm-hmm. ratings war, if we're still yeah. calling them that, um, by a, not a large margin, mm-hmm. you know. Um, do you think that has anything to do with the fact that, um, like the the. the for whatever reason, it feels like NXT's been on some sort of a roll. I don't know. I don't really know why. I, I've been seeing this kind of this this movement online where people are like, NXT's really been killing it. I don't necessarily subscribe to that, but I also think that this has been the lowest part of AEW's run so far, which is maybe by comparison why people are kind of starting to flip the channel. Yeah, maybe. Um, I actually just look yeah. at the the important demo, the 18 to 49 demo. Right, right. And uh, AEW kills that demo by a lot. Yeah, Jericho's been touting that hard on Twitter. Well, because I think think the hard part is when you think, okay, Wednesday night, 8 o'clock, who's probably watching? It's probably a lot of, like, older people. Yeah. And WWE kills the 50-plus demo because it's a WWE product. Yeah. So I think that's where the numbers get really close. Mm -hmm. But... I, I don't look at ratings and I'm not, I don't yeah, look I don't, at ratings. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, they won. Right. I just look at. I actually think Fighter Fest was better than the. NXT oh yeah. Show oh, that it was, was there. absolutely. So I'm like, at that point, I'm just objectively going. That yeah. show was better. So For sure. Absolutely. You can have more people watch NXT. I don't really care. Yeah. I'm just gonna watch whatever show was better. Right. And Fighter Fest was definitely better. No, Fighter Fest was better. My let's just let's you know let's just jump right into that too while we're on it. Um, I'm a little disappointed though. I thought the quality show was fine, yeah. right? As far as in ring action, all that good stuff. Um. I was kind of disappointed, though, about the stakes that were put into this show. And what I mean yeah. by that is is that when we when you looked at this card, right, okay, the women's match I thought over-delivered. You know you were going to be a title change, though. Yeah. Penelope Ford had a great showing. Um, the, the TNT match, it was fine. I wouldn't say it was great. It was good, you know. Um, the finish was at least somewhat creative to kind of keep Hager somewhat strong, although he's had two meaningful matches in AEW, and he's lost them both, so put that together. Um... And, but the one that I feel like really dropped the ball for me was the tag match. I never felt at any point during that match 
that the best friends had any legitimate chance of winning that match. And as we talked about last week, we were both kind of in agreement that it was maybe probably time to get the tag titles off of Kenny and Hangman. Yeah. And and it didn't happen, right? Um, obviously with the John Moxley thing and they're pushing the world title back a couple weeks due to the corona thing. I understand that, but I do feel like AEW missed an opportunity there, especially because the Great American Bash had nothing of any sort of relevance on that show, really, yeah. to to you know to get themselves back into like oh people are talking again and to get some newer fresh matchups and, and to further some of these storylines because right now I feel like we're just kind of in this holding pattern. Well, actually, I slightly disagree with that because I think the I think well I think the plans changed very quickly, kind of around the day of. Yeah. Because I think when you realize that Moxie wasn't going to be able to be on the next week, I do think the best friends were going to win this match. But then knowing that, okay, the world title match gets moved next week, so you Mm -hmm. need that match Mm -hmm. the second night of Fighter Fest. Yeah. So I'm okay because I think at the very end of the show, they kind of did a thing where they they teased it. The Bucks and... Kenny and FTR were all, like, in the ring together, Mm -hmm. and Hangman was kind of out of the picture. Yeah. I think they just... Put a little more fuel to the fire to that. Yeah. So for next week, I think now Private Party will win the tag titles. You think Private Party is going to get it? I do think so because okay. I think it was going to be with, the best friend with Matt Hardy as kind of like the the liaison. The, yeah, he's yeah. like he's yeah, like, hey, he's this the, is yeah. how you do it because right. I've done it before. Right. So I think it really benefits Private Party, and I get the ranking system, but I think this is a weird situation because I think... I do think they're scrambling. I definitely they're thought scrambling they scrambled a little bit. because yeah. of the fact that they're like, someone has COVID and now we I can't almost, have a title match. You know, so now we got to make stuff up. The only problem I have with Private Party being the team to get it in, and you could be absolutely right, right? Like, yeah. that could be the, the full-on prediction. I w- and the, obviously, with them being Santana Ortiz, that gets them that credible win. I understand yeah. that. I almost wish, though, it was Santana and Ortiz in this position. Maybe. Just from a... Just from the booking perspective of, okay, well, you still have the inner circle where Versus the elite, right? Yeah. Private party is kind of in association now because Matt Hardy is kind of mm-hmm. you know helping him out. I almost wish that those roles were kind of flipped, almost. That's fair. Um, you know, I mean, just just from a a, a yeah. larger viewpoint. I mean, that's I'm obviously nitpicking. I, I do think though, if private party does win, which I do think they will, because yeah. I think the plans change for them to win now. Right. I think it's going to be like transitional. It's going to be oh very yeah for short, sure yeah into like an FTR win right. Or well, and, and and that's my that was my next question is that do you feel like no matter what happens in this match is that it, I, I'm having a hard time feeling that Private Party is going to take the win just because it's like they really teased the Hangman was like got took the beer so he was on FTR side but then like Kenny didn't want the beer and he was on the box side. like you had yes. that three and three kind of yeah. division thing I almost feel like right now they're just waiting to give the tag titles to FTR mm-hmm. and while I don't necessarily mind that mm-hmm. right at the same time I'm kind of like all right, well, then anything that happens up until this point is moot. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't want to feel like... So if Private Party, this up-and-coming tag team that they're supposedly super excited about, they've got wins over the Bucks, Santana and Ortiz, those are two big tag teams, and they win the titles from two bona fide, like, legit singles guys, like an Mm -hmm. all-star quote-unquote tag team, and, and if that title win doesn't feel big then I feel like you've wasted an opportunity rather than giving it to a team like the Best Friends who people I think are somewhat invested in now a little Mm -hmm. bit where they could have had a three, four, five week run with it and then lost to FTR and would have been like, all right, you know what I mean? And and give them some credibility. But with Private Party getting their first major championship accolade in a major promotion and then it's gone just like that, I I don't know. I feel like you kind of like 
take their knees out from under them almost a little bit. Well, maybe. I also look at it, though, as, as the young team, giving them the title, now they're yeah. in that position where it's like, now they're believable champions. Yeah. So now you have another bona fide tag right. team to go fight against. Mm-hmm. Like, they lose it to FTR. Right. It makes FTR look that much better, and now Private Party can realistically go, okay, but we want a rematch. And then yeah. you can have best friends who are a bona fide tag team that everyone's invested in. Now be like, okay, now we want to fight FTR for right. the titles. So now you have multiple matchups where best friends had the titles mm-hmm. and FTR beat best friends for the titles right. private party it can't go up and go I want those titles because why do you get right. the chance what, when best friends you know, could, you know what's funny about this whole thing is that we're talking about the tag team division because there's definitely a log jam right now in the tag yeah. division for sure the problem with this is and I think it speaks to our point last week where we can talk about the tag division for days because there's so many tag teams out yeah. there. You know what we can't talk about is any of the world title picture right now because there is nobody right now to challenge. Four people. Yeah, right, and and that's not good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that is really not not what we're you know not what where we were expecting. You know, you felt yeah. like when you looked at this roster when it was first kind of formed, you're like, wow, they're really top heavy. You know what I mean? At both the tag and the top singles, but now you're like you're looking and you go, you took two of your biggest. And you put him over here. Jericho's not really in the title picture right now. He's now shifting to the role of elevating some of these mid-card guys like in Orange Cassidy. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay. You know what I mean? Like, you don't have a lot of guys, you know, yeah. ready to go for Moxley or even a heel champion, quite frankly, to, yeah, I to think really set them up. Yeah, I would say, um, Jeff, I think you're really missing the Pox who were yes. stuck overseas. Yes. And you were missing... Um, Pentagon, but he just came back. Yes, but you're but, missing. But they're those. a tag team right now too. Those those yeah. are two guys as well. Pentagon and Phoenix are both legitimate singles heavyweight yeah. champions. Yeah, I think they were put. I think Kenny and Heyman were put at the perfect time because due to COVID, they mm-hmm. could have a lot of great matches. Yeah, due to COVID span, no problem. But I, I think now you need to get them the title off them, which by Private Party winning, that you could separate them because mm-hmm. now you can see. Kenny's with the one side. Yes. You know. Yes, exactly. Um, Hangman's with right. the other side now. Yep. Yep. And it's like, okay, now they're going to split, do their own thing. Do you and think they, they split? I think there's a high possibility because of the way they did it where they have that match with FTR, Kenny and Hangman do. And that's where Hangman or Kenny makes the turn and lets the titles go to FTR because of like that. That could you know, have Like too. that philosophy. Yeah. You know what I mean? We're like, yeah. you didn't have to. You, you could have just said no. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like I'm, that I'm interested because. I don't know if you can hold if Kenny and Hayman can hold the titles to all out. <laughs> yeah, I know. Because that's a one. That's a really long title reign for a tag champ. And yeah. two, I just think you're you need gonna, you need something yeah. else. Unless unless you're confident MJF and Moxley to do something, because then you don't need anyone else in that world title picture. Right. Picture and right. everyone else could be for the TNT title, mm-hmm. and you just have them two there. You have Kenny and Hangman right now in the tags. I guess it could work. Yeah. But it just you're really you're really limiting your options. But you're limiting your sure. world title options without them. So absolutely for sure. All right, let's shift focus here to the Great American Bash. Um, I'm not going to get too heavy into the actual show. If you want to watch it, not not a lot happened. Let's be real about it. Strap match, whatever. Strap match was good. Yeah, and... uh, the Fatal Four Way is fine. Um, not anything really sticks out to me and goes, wow, that was phenomenal, right? No. And quite frankly, even this upcoming show. But what I do want to talk about is this title versus title match. Uh, Keith Lee versus Adam Cole. Um, I'm not. I'm not going to say. I, I guess I'll say spoiler alert. But it's been circulating online forever. So if yeah. you're if you're if you're paying attention at all, you've already seen this. But it appears Keith Lee is winning this match yeah. for the for the double title. Now I have a lot of problems with this. Um, as, as we've already gone through this now several times. But I, I like I said, nothing against his in ring work. I think it's fine. But I think he's I think he's boring, quite frankly. There's no personality there whatsoever. But that's beside the point. Um, first, Mike, I just want to talk to you about the thoughts on them um, on a guy accidentally spoiling 
the results of that match. I mean, mm-hmm. it's their own damn fault that they taped it, but at the same time, like, dude, how do you not know to not post yeah, that? And like, you like, does well, if you're WWE, are you like, we need to like yeah. flip the script I now? I think this is wild because there's reports that they taped two endings. And I think this could be one of the biggest like swerves ever. Swerves because everyone knows. Okay, so Keith Lee's gonna win because so that's gonna like, kill it. Because like I'm not, I have no reason to watch now. Yeah. I have no reason to watch this show. Exactly. Now. Yeah. So I think it's gonna be very interesting. See, I think that's where you kill it though. Is people like you yeah. that are like, okay, I know the ending, so I, I'm not gonna watch anymore. Yeah. Kind or, of thing. Or or like I'm not going. To, I'll be more inclined to look, watch AEW yeah. and just kind of go back go and go, for it, see. Okay, all right, Keith Lee's gonna sure win. It, cool. Make sure it happens and or something. Yeah. But it'll be wild. Like yeah, and then like he, if they do like the mankind when he like somehow just randomly wins it's not like yeah. if everyone knows okay Keith Lee's gonna win this and somehow like Cole just like pins him real quick right. and everyone just goes wait, oh crap wait right like, or cross somehow win? walks out the title yeah that night or something or yeah yeah I think I think you could have a nice little swerve there but mm-hmm. um the likelihood of that happening is quite low I think yeah. I think it is probably Keith Lee that is winning this match yeah. and I thought it was whoever the North American champ was out of that triple threat was going to win this match that's why so. once again that's why I was so hard in favor of a North American title change is because then yeah. you have two title changes that you haven't we haven't had title changes in months right so it's yeah. like I mean outside of the tag but the tag division right now is so beat up in NXT where I'm like this is a perfect time to have a I, I get what they're doing they're, they're pushing Keith Lee to the moon I understand that mm-hmm. But as we've talked about and what they've already teased, whoever the champion is is just going to get fed to cross. Mm-hmm. So I don't necessarily think that I maybe just because Keith Lee's bigger that yeah. there's a, that that felt that video I'm, is. I'm very interested to see how the match goes because I'm wondering if they're just protecting Cole, yeah, really hard because mm-hmm. if Cole loses in a like. Arrow tries to help way and Keith yeah. Lee just overcomes. Like Gargano beat him at Takeover. Yeah, I'm gonna be can't, pissed. But no, because it's like we can't do anything. Yeah. Keith Lee's just that good. Yeah. And then you're kind of almost protecting Cole because it's like we did everything we could. So yeah. now we're gonna like maybe that's their shoot up to the I, main roster. You know, kind of thing. I, well, I think that the reason why he's dr- I think that's why Strong lost clean too in that strap match is because like I feel like if they're gonna take it off him, let's hurry up and do it because yeah. they need to get the air. Because right now. You haven't seen O'Reilly on TV in a while, right? In a match, at least. Fish is just kind of hanging out. Uh, Roddy's losing to Dexter Loomis, which, okay, sure. Dexter they, Loomis is awesome. Yeah, I, it's, he has it's, some great TV. Yeah, right? it's fine. But, like, when I'm talking, when, when you look at it, though, and I go, okay, you got this, you know, like, he, he's the same guy who just beat, um, uh, who was the Intercontinental Champion at the time? Shinsuke and Seth, what was it? Who was the U.S. Champ at the time in that triple threat at Survivor Series? Like, he walked up. Yeah, yeah. He beat AJ and Shinsuke in a triple threat match as North American champion. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I'm like, like the era is definitely stalling on NXT. Like, they're just, they're kind of floating. And I think Cole's just kind of, like, holding this championship, basically, right yeah. now at this point. And, like, whatever they're going to do, it better be big. Because, like I said, I was always of the thought, regardless of who was NXT champion, like, if you had this long-ass run, okay, cool. But you had a new North American champion, that's going to pop a number. And people are going to go, oh, crap. Now you've got a brand-new, fresh matchup. And then you go into a second time. Crap, he just won both titles now. Now this dude is on the biggest roll ever mm-hmm. going against this monster of a man. Yeah. And you're rolling. Or the other way, Cole retains. He's the longest reigning champion. He's held every title in NXT. And now all of a sudden, he's got it. the one thing he has to do yeah. to cement himself as the greatest ever in mm-hmm. NXT history is go against this killing machine and where he finally drops it or whatever. Yeah. Like I just feel like with Keith Lee winning it, 
I, it's not so much like it, it kills it for me, but I just feel like there there could have been uh, uh, the match. I feel like could have been bigger with other people in it. it it's Maybe. just it's just my it's just my opinion. You know yeah. what I mean? And that's all we do on this show. Um, are you going to be tuning in still to watch that match? Or are you more interested well, in fighting well, fest? I have a caveat to that. I have two TVs. <laughs> oh yeah, good so point. So I good will point. be okay. Watching. If you're like me, I have one just big TV, right? Not yeah. two big TVs like you. If you had to pick, where I have to, I unplug one of your TVs. Ooh. Which one are you? I mean, you can flip. You're gonna flip back and forth, obviously. Yeah. But if you could only, if what are you more inclined to watch? Are you more interested to see what they do on night two of Fighter Fest, knowing you're not getting a world title match, or are you still going to watch title versus title because it's title versus title, and with the slight possibility yeah. of there being a swerve uh, in the making? I would probably still watch AEW. Yeah. Um. Because I'm more invested. There's nothing. There's the problem is that without the double title match, there is nothing on. That's what I mean. Like, if, the, especially the, like if you're going, you have to show. watch the full show and yeah. then the next show. I'm definitely watching AEW's full show, mm-hmm. but I'm more interested to see if they do anything with the tag titles yes. and like do a switch between Kenny and mm-hmm. Adam. Mm-hmm. That I am putting two titles together because for one I don't like when they mix titles together I don't either so I not don't... not not two singles titles like that at least. yeah exactly like I don't want one guy holding two titles I hate when New Japan did it with yep. the IC and World yep. and I hate that they're going to do it with their two titles because yep. especially because they don't have a guy who's like I just want the World title Yeah. because no one ever I was thinking about this earlier I was like who would ever Yeah. Like, well, I'm just going to go for the mid card one yeah. yeah like okay I'm going to fleet you cross or Keith Lee or whatever. Right. It's like, I'm going to challenge you for the North American, though, because I'm not going to challenge you for the world title. Yeah. Man, if and I I'm beat like, you, then I look like an idiot. Yeah, because yeah. I'm like, you just beat the world exactly. champ, but won the secondary championship. Right. So then I'm just like, yeah. so how are you ever going to get The only time I like it is when they vacate it immediately, right? Like, That's they, fine. Like, yeah, well, like if works. there's like a governing by what, like, you can't defend both, and then like, now we have a tournament because then you get fresh matchups. And you're like, okay, now I'm invested yeah, that works, because but, I want to see the. But then they're gonna but, ca- they're gonna carry both of them, and I'm yeah, like, I hate when they it, carry yeah, both. Yeah, of them. Yeah, Naito right now stupid. is really hurting holding yeah. both because you know when you know whether it's Okada or uh, Evil, Evil, whoever gets it, and we'll talk about that as after that happens, obviously. Um, but like it, you're like, okay, you're gonna challenge for both. Yeah. Like, like that's, re- a, that's a big honor. See, what I'm really hoping time. as a very quick side note is yeah. that Okada w- beats Evil, and Okada, since he's never, he doesn't care about the IC. He only wants the world mm-hmm. challenges just for the world, yeah. And then beats him so yeah. they can separate them because that makes that make, makes sense because yeah. Okada's like I just, super good. And I was really hoping, just as another side, note, I was really hoping Sonata was gonna come out of this. I when too. I saw the final four, I was like, this is gonna be a perfect Evil. time to like. Like uh, put somebody yeah. up there and be like, "Here we go." Know. You know what I mean? And then, time, yeah, man. and then they were like, "Oh, honestly, I would have even taken Evil versus Sonata in the main event because then he would have been like, oh, crap.' Like, L-I-J, shoot, L-I-J. yeah, it, it doesn't even matter. You know, you know what I mean? Like, if Okada wins it, I'm gonna be like, "All right, he's champion yeah, again." I like, I feel like he's getting the Tanahashi treatment where it's like, "Okay, Tanahashi champion again." You know, yeah, like, I agree. You know, sorry, we get all we get off on tangents here for sure. All right, let, real quick here too. Let's talk WWE and Evolve. Evolve going out of business. Obviously, this COVID thing really killed them. You know, obviously, oh, you know, they can't run live shows. We went to an Evolve show not that long ago, actually. Um, you know, it was fine. You know, there's some yeah. there were some highlights in that. You know, I got to see Walter and uh, uh, Tim Thatcher go at it, right? Which was cool. You know, uh, maybe a lot of you guys don't know, but there's a lot of talent that's actually gone to Evolve either under contract with WWE or right before they went there. Um, you know, Matt Riddle, Tim Thatcher, Walter was there for a hot minute. Um, 
Roderick Strong, Chris Hero. There's been a lot of guys that have wrestled for Evolve that have also either gone on to sign with WWE or vice versa where they were already with WWE and were lent to Evolve, whether it's the Street Profits, their former Evolve tag champs. You've got Timothy Thatcher. You've got um, uh, Fabian Eichner from uh, Imperium. He was their world champion at one point. You've had people, Austin Theory, another guy, um, that's that all these guys have you know were signed and they were just like now we're just gonna you know we're gonna use them kind of thing um does does taking evolve out of it does it does it really even move the needle for you they were kind of like the developmental within a developmental system almost when you mm-hmm. think about it right you've got you know nxt but then you've also got evolve underneath it who obviously gave sapolsky working for both owning evolve um does this do anything for you at all as far as like you know, as far as talent development goes, I mean, because I, I would say they put on good, not, I wouldn't say great shows on average, but some of their stuff was pretty good, I would yeah. say. I would like to see, well, yeah, if they put it on the network, it'd I be nice to go back and watch some yeah. stuff, but if they don't do anything new with mm-hmm. Evolve, like, if they just kind of go, we have the talent and everything, but we're cutting off Evolve, yeah. then I'm like, then I don't have any yeah. opinion on it at all, because yeah. I'm like, if you're not going to run new stuff that I can watch on the network, yeah. like, for live shows or whatever, then mm-hmm. I'm like... Yeah, the, yeah, like, the biggest... Nice I, think the, I think the biggest find they got from Evolve was Gargano. Yeah. Because Gargano was, yeah. like, owned Evolve for a hot minute there. Like, yeah. he was really, you know... But, I mean, you keep thinking about it. Like, Drew Gulak was there. Like, yeah. Tony You East find a lot there. of great guys there, yeah. but I'm like... And it'd be cool to go back and watch some of the older matches, but at the yeah. same time, it's like... It's like old stuff on the network where it's like you can only go back and watch so much Evolve yeah. to then it's like, okay, right. now... I'll go like, watch back and watch a match. Like yeah, I'll watch a match. specific match, and, right. Or yeah. a couple matches on this card or whatever. Right. But as a whole, unless they run new shows, I don't care about Evolve. Right, yeah, enough. for so, sure. So, like, uh, if they were like, oh, here's a to new To heavily tier. invest, yeah. What if they were, like, a new tier, which is, like, $2 I'm not, more? I'm not paying would, for yeah, it. I'm I still would, not I doing would, it. Yeah. Unless you're going to put, like, progress and all that other stuff, like we talked yeah. about way early on in the in the first couple episodes of this show, where we talked about the possibility of a tiered yeah. system on the network. But until that happens, which, by the way, you better put a lot of stuff on there for me to pay more money. I'm telling you that right now, because... Yeah the annual pay-per-view thing ain't really getting it done for me but all right that's gonna be it for part one of this show after the break kyle is going to be joining us we have a big announcement as far as a possible quick hitter episode coming your way pretty soon as well we're going to be potentially introducing a new member of the i'm always right sports podcast or i'm always right family in general um in the second half of the show but after the break we're gonna be talking cam to new england we're gonna be talking nhl draft uh, bonanza i guess the best way of putting it because it's an absolute cluster bleep and we're obviously going to be talking the nba as we as the season approaches and uh potentially what we're going to be talking about is a potential new nba champion so all that after the break stick around Hey guys, the Mouth of Michigan, Rob Mendeika, and I know I've been talking about this for a long time, but we're going to keep bringing it up every single week because we're just so excited about the brand new merchandise at BelowTheCollar.com. You want to go and get the very best merchandise for the best price possible to support your favorite podcast. The best place to go is BelowTheCollar.com, and to go to our specific store, BelowTheCollar.com forward slash I'm Always Right PC. You can also go to the website, our website, I'm Always Right PC.com, and find the link there as well, and find all the new latest happenings with the show you can find our individual biographies you can see the i'm always right 24 7 championship title history you can see all the recent episodes whether it's youtube and find all the links to all your favorite streaming services whether it's spotify itunes um, apple 
not Apple, Google Podcasts, you know, SoundCloud, wherever you like to listen to your favorite podcasts, we will be there. And if we're not, let us know by filling out the contact page at imalwaysrightpc.com. Send us your email. We don't send out massive email blasts. We don't do any of that. We don't cloud your inbox. We simply want you to be a part of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast family. Now here is part two of this week's episode. And welcome back to part two of episode 85 of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. We are joined by the other bronze god of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast, Mr. Kyle Budzanowski. He's got his laptop. He's feeling official. We're ready to go. He's about to contribute some hot, hot takes, mm-hmm. we think. I don't know. Maybe. Anyway, let's jump right into Jared it. Jared Cook. Jared Cook. Is he in this episode so <laughs> Yeah, we're so. just uh, Let's talk right into it. Let's jump right in. Cam Newton going to New England. He's a Patriot. I think it's, you know, a lot of people thought it was going to be a foregone conclusion at some point. It took a little bit longer than I think some of us maybe anticipated. But yet here we are. Um, you know, they still have Jared Stidham. They've got Brian Hoyer still. There's potential talk of a three quarterback race. Mike, I'm going to start with you. Um, thoughts on the signing of, of Cam going to New England. You know, incentive-laden deal. I don't really care about the money aspect. New England yeah. doesn't have any money anyway. Um, but your thoughts on him going there, one-year, prove-it kind of deal. Yeah. I mean, wh- what are your thoughts? I think it's. I think it, it works. That's where I thought he would go, either yeah. there or Jacksonville were the two spots where I thought he would go. Right. Um, I think he – my only concern is I don't think he is – the best kind of backup quarterback that you can have. No. And I say that in the meaning of if your starter is not good, he's the first guy that everyone goes, so we're going to so throw in Cam Newton now. Right. You know what I mean? Where right. if you have like a lesser known backup, like if the roles were switched and Stidham was the backup, you go, the, okay. then you go, Newton throws three interceptions. You go, we're not ready to commit that, on Stidham that yet. Like yet. Cam Newton still has a couple drives left maybe in a game or something. But like Stidham throws his first interception. Mm-hmm. Like first people are going to go. People go, so yeah. Newton should be coming in, right? right. I think that's yeah. a problem that New England could get. Now Bill Belichick usually is cool with going, no, Stidham's a guy. Mm-hmm. So if he is the guy, he's going to be the guy no matter how he performs. But I think you're going to get a lot of New England fans, especially if Stidham's not working, going right. – yeah, why is sure that? that? Now, Kyle, I'm gonna ask you. I mean, if you were a if you were a New England diehard, right? Say the say the same position was here for the Lions, right? We had Jared Stidham and Cam Newton, mm-hmm. and there's talk that Stidham is still maybe gonna start. As a New England fan, are you like, no, I want Cam to start? Like, Cam gives us the best opportunity to win to where we can somehow still make this train keep a rolling without Tom Brady, or are you in the camp of maybe give Stidham a chance because maybe he is the next? Mm-hmm franchise type of player that we're looking for where, you know, Cam's I w- Cam's not old by any means, but he's not, you know, he's not 24 either. Yeah, I think I think I think Cam Newton's very underrated. Honestly, I think that he's he's motivated and I think that the Patriots knew what they were doing when they they signed him. I know it wasn't for It's a time. very Patriot signing yeah. in, in every sense of yeah. the word, right? And I, and nobody and else wants him. We'll sign him and turn him to an All Pro. Yeah. So yeah. like knowing the Patriots way, I, I mean, I don't think he's gonna like take the Patriots to like the playoffs. I don't think they're gonna make the playoffs. Okay. But I still, I still think he's very underrated and that he will, he will start consistently over Jared Stidham. I do think Jared Stidham will. You think Jared Stidham is their Week One starter? No, I think no. You think Cam winds up? You think yeah. Cam with the shortened preseason everything? You think that yeah. he still gets the nod over that? Yeah, I just, I just don't see how how he's gonna be able to outperform. Cam Newton, I know that. I mean, Cam Newton's probably at his like 
that is like like plateau and decline. Jared Stidham can only really go up. But I think for right now, especially with like the contract and the money mm-hmm. that they're gonna try to get the most out of Cam Newton yeah. now while they can. But yeah. if it doesn't work, then yeah. Right, and and obviously this is so low risk for New England, right? It's such a New England move in every sense of the word, mm-hmm. right? You know, signing him for an incentive laden deal. You know, it's it's very much New England asking every yeah. way. Um, do you think that though that it's gonna depend a little bit? Do you think that? Belichick is, you know, because New England is at a point now where say they start Cam and they're 8-8, eight and eight, right? You're not really helping yourself because now you're in purgatory, mm-hmm. right? And, you, and nobody wants to be there. Do you think that they that New England is the type of franchise to resist that temptation to, to try to, to do what the Red Wings did, right? And try to be good but not great and not really be a championship contender? Or do you think Belichick is self-enough aware to go, no, no. We need to play Stidham because even if he's terrible right now, if he has the potential to be good again, we need to take that risk rather than with a guy that could potentially get eight or nine wins. No, I think they're in the boat because I don't. If Belichick was like ten years younger, yeah, I'd say be Stidham like, is definitely say, their guy. Yeah, I would yeah. say I would say they'd be more like either Stidham's their guy or they would tank this year to try yeah. to get like a Trevor Lawrence or a right. Justin, Justin Fields. Fields. But like Belichick's. Up there, yeah, he's, yeah, he's not young. He the yeah. old one, like the oldest, yeah. probably he's in his upper sixties or whatever. So he's not like, oh, I got fifteen years left to coach here. So <laughs> yeah, he's true. got. He, I don't think there's much of a like. I I, I have a couple years to like be right. bad till we be good again. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like, you gotta be as good for as long as possible. Right. So I think it's gonna for one, I think it's gonna put the Patriots in a Red Wing situation where I think he will try to be. Nine and seven because the division's still pretty weak outside yep. of Buffalo. Yep. So I think you can still go four and two, five and one in the division yep. every year anyway, yep. even how it is For set sure. right now. For sure. So I think that they're going to try to be good, but the problem is you're not going to beat out Lamar and the Baltimore Ravens, and you're not going to beat out the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. So I don't think you're going to see another Super Bowl in the next 10 years. No. Probably if, if yeah. everything kind of yeah, stays it must, where it yeah, is. For sure. And plus, you look at two, it's not, they have not done a great job of drafting over the no. past few years. That was a big complaint that Tom had, you know. And two, you look at look at their weapons right now. Okay, they draft they they, they got Sanu, cool. Mm-hmm. Edelman's in his mid thirties, right? That's there's only a decline going there. Yeah. I'm sorry, it's just what it is. They don't have a tight end like they had in Gronk anymore. Yeah. Sony Michelle's a great running back, fine. But outside of that, you don't have weapons like you used to anymore either. And now you're gonna expect a guy, whether it's Cam or Jerry, to come in and make chicken salad out of out of whatever that is. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You don't have that you know, I, I you know, Keneal Harry is what he is. I mean, I guess we're writing him off maybe a little too early, but right now on paper, you don't look at New England's weapons and go, "Wow, New yeah. England is just loaded with with talent." You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, do you think? Do you think Cam starts? No. No, you don't. You don't. I think. think I think say, because of the shortened off season. Yeah, that does like, not help. At it doesn't all. help because I think Stidham was here for a year, mm-hmm. so I think you go, okay, Stidham at least knows the system mm-hmm. to where Camp's coming in with no, maybe no preseason games, if anything, maybe yeah. one or two, and you're gonna have him jump right in week one and week two. They play Seattle on Sunday mm-hmm. night, so you're gonna have. I think they play week one against Miami and week two against Seattle. That's not a good one-two matchup. No, not at to all. To start with, no. I think Sim can play the first two or three games, and if that doesn't work, you can throw Cam in for the last yeah. thirteen games. But I don't think it's good to start well, right away. Right, and two, when you look at it, you know McDaniel's offense. We've been told before, you know, it's complex, right? And because yeah. he was working with Brady for so long, you were able to add nuance after nuance mm-hmm. after nuance. So now New England's having to go back and try to figure out, you know, what yeah. we can do now with this new with this new guy under center. Um, what is your what is your ceiling with Cam starting, okay? Right. And what is your ceiling for them with Stidham starting? 
Um, for New England as a whole, like the, as the franchise, yeah, it's hard because Stidham. We don't have no idea what Stidham. Yeah, we is. don't know. We have a, like zero percent. Like, like Stidham could be like the next. He yeah. could be like Sam Darnold. Yeah. Good. If or he's he an OG, be, and you go, uh, New yeah, England strikes again. Yeah, or, like they could be eleven yeah. and five. Like Stidham's hard because they could be twelve and four. Because and Stidham go, could be great, right? Or they could be four and twelve because he plays all year, but he's not very good. Like right. Stidham for me is the largest. Question mark ceiling here, floor sure. that you can have. Yeah. I think Cam probably gets you to about eight or nine wins. Yeah, and I don't, think you're, I don't think you're getting much more. Yeah. but I don't think you're getting much. I don't think you're going to see four wins out of Cam either. No, I think Cam enough. Yeah, to give I, you to seven you know, nine wins. As much crap as I've given Cam before, you know what I mean. Like we've seen the best of Cam Newton already. I don't think you're going to see a better Cam Newton now in New England. No. I think you'll see a smarter Cam Newton potentially, right? And I think that's the big thing is is him being able to understand that, you know, because Cam for the longest time his deep ball was beautiful. He was able to really throw the ball deep and and, and it would go. As we've seen the last couple of years in Carolina, the deep ball wasn't there yeah. anymore. You know what I mean? For whatever reason, injuries and what have you. So with that being said, I, I think you're right on the money though. It's like, you know, I think they'll be an average team with Cam, yeah. right? Be, and you know. Where they're at cap-wise, way this defense is looking, right, you're going to need some Like, they drafted that safety out of, like, Division Kyle II Duggar. school. Yeah, right, and you go, sure, right? And you're assuming that it's going to work. But at the same time, when you look at it historically, New England has not drafted well in the past five years. So with that being said, it's actually somewhat of a miracle that they've gotten the where they've gotten to. But you lose Van Noy. You lost Harmon. You lost Flowers the year before that. You lost, you know, you're probably going to lose Thune after this year, their best offensive player. You know what I mean? You don't have Brady. You don't have Gronk. There's just a lot of pieces that New England no longer, you know, there's no Van Noy. Like, there's a lot of pieces defensively. Jamie Collins, mm-hmm. Andy Shelton. All these guys are gone. And those were all key contributors to those Super Bowl runs. And now they're all gone. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's going to be very interesting to say the least. Um, you know, I'm interested for the preseason just to watch, just to see the kind of the yeah. snap count, just to mm-hmm. see what where they're at as far as like, because they know Bar- Hoyer knows the system already, obviously. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I think those two guys. I wouldn't be shocked to see Hoyer maybe start week one, just because. No, I think Stephen will start week you one. You think? You yeah. think so? Yeah. Yeah. I. I, yeah. I mean, we already know what Brian Hoyer is, so I mean. But, That's what I mean. Yeah. Like you're not. He had, he had like four good games with the Browns, and everybody thought, this is our guy. Yeah. <laughs> but all right, let's shift now. Let's shift focus here. Let's talk um, Let's talk basketball here for a second. We're talking, uh, we talked last week, you know, the potential matchups and all that good stuff. And in a future episode, we are going to be talking, we're basically going to do the exact same thing we did on a quick hitter a few weeks ago, where we're going to predict every single NBA game, starting with the short and regular season, as well as the playoffs. So we're basically going to ruin this upcoming NBA season for you guys, so... We're predicting an, an NBA champion, so take that to the bank. Um, but what I want to talk about today, guys, is the um, is the comments made by several high-profile players. So it's Anthony Davis. Um, I think so. Who else? I think Giannis came out and said something about it as well, where they said that this has the potential, or this could be the hardest NBA championship to win this year due to the circumstances with coronavirus and the layoff and coming back and blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. Um, Kyle, I'm going to start with you. Um, thoughts on those comments? Are, do you, are you subscribing to that or are you like, no, I mean, like it's, it's, it's the same. There's going to be an asterisk either way, right? One way or the other. But for you, if you're a player, you're like, wow, this is going to be a lot harder to do or you go, this is business as usual. Well, I mean, like, 
when you're in a situation where you have like such a shortened season and playoffs and uh, there's so much like uncertainty and you're all coming in at once you have like a month to get ready a little under a month to get ready and then you start the season and I think that 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 like that gap between like a like a barely in the playoff team and like a, a super team is like shortened by so much mm-hmm. that there's so much uncertainty you're almost like in a college like anyone could could be knocked out like that. I mean, I yeah. get it. It's not like a one-game series. You still mm-hmm. got to play mm-hmm. seven games in a series. But but now I think, like, the gaps between these teams have, are going to become so, like, so, like... You think the gap closer. is somewhat closing yeah. because, you know, there's a health aspect to this as well, right? Um, that do you think that, with that being said, do you think, like, a team like New Orleans or, you know, some of these lower teams, Dallas, you know, Houston, these kind of teams, where, like, you could potentially, they just get hot for a short amount of time and take out a team like the Clippers, like the Bucks, these kind of teams that are that have been riding high all season. Do you think that that's a, a bigger possibility now as compared to if we just had a regular NBA season? I think it, I think the teams that are especially younger yeah. are going to benefit a lot more than an older team. I know they got the same amount of rest, but a younger team is going to have so much more energy, so much more... The turnaround time will definitely be faster, yeah, for so, sure. So I feel like so like team like New Orleans, they have a lot of young pieces, a lot of good pieces that you got... I mean the Mavericks kind of, and it's just like teams like that where they're like in they they barely made the playoffs, but but now you have like these young pieces. It's there's a lot more uncertainty. I yeah, think. for sure, absolutely. Uh, Mike, you're you're sitting there, you're struggling, you're you're yeah. You know. I'm, kinda, I'm like I'm like half and half. Yeah. Because I see, I think there's both sides to this coin. Yeah. Because I think on one side, I think it's it could be you could argue it's harder. Um, playing the season like a normal season right. because you're so tired going into it. Oh, yeah, you're Everyone's in the same. Yeah, for sure. And like if you're looking say like LeBron his first year back in Cleveland, like he loses Kyrie and Kevin Love, I would say arguably that was probably his one of his toughest yeah, road sure. to the ends mm-hmm. because you have nobody. And then on the flip side of the coin, now you have your team, but now everyone has their team. Everybody, so yeah, now right. everyone. Yeah, you're like now I gotta same. play everybody. Yeah, 100%. so now everyone's a hundred percent. Yeah. So I think I think it's a I think it kind of depends on if you look at it as every team is equal in the sense that everyone's healthy, yeah. or do you look at it as maybe I have some injuries on my team right. and they, that team doesn't, yeah. so now this makes it harder for me mm-hmm. to fight this fully healthy Warriors team when I'm by myself with Matthew right. Delvadova over right. there because yeah. Kyrie and Kevin Love both got hurt. So I think it's a dual-sided coin. I'm going to put my money more on the first one. Mm-hmm. On the, It's probably harder on the regular, on a normal scale. Yeah. Then it would be. Then it would be this year because I think this year you have your whole team. Like LeBron doesn't isn't worried about. Okay, Anthony Davis might be sore or hurt because he's he had four months off. Right. You know, so he's got his whole team, and if you believe that your team is good enough to win, now your team's healthy, so you should be able to steamroll. Now, with that being said, right, like a team like the Lakers, like the Clippers, that you know, there's going to be an asterisk with this, right? I feel like there are a few guys that are you know that that say this. I do think that there's going to be Microsoft on a guy like Giannis. You know, this Clipper team I think was expected to win like now like there's no like mincing words about it you know what I mean you pay the money to get Paul George and Kawhi Leonard you're expected to win right the Lakers the same I mean you have the best player in the world you're expected to win basketball games and win championships um if for you if if one of these teams I would say the Bucks Lakers and Clippers are the only three teams that are legitimately expected to probably win this championship. I don't think the Celtics are there yet. I think yeah. they. they need I think the Celtics else. would be the dark horse. Like yes. if you had have two yes. East teams, the yes. Celtics are the other team. Right, because right. I think they're better than Toronto. But um, you know, for you, are is this you know if the Lakers don't win it, 
I mean, are they screwed? Like, is, it, is this going to be like, oh, geez, like LeBron is just going to get skewered? And same thing goes for the Clippers and Kawhi and Giannis and the Bucks. I think Giannis is getting a little bit of a pass because he plays in Milwaukee, but I don't think he should be. You're here's, you're an MVP guy. Here's here's the only thing I have on that is I think I think the Lakers and the Clippers get hurt with the far more the worst. Yeah. I think. I think Giannis gets hurt if he doesn't make the finals. Okay. If he makes the finals, but say go. but okay. say he loses to the Clippers or Lakers, yeah. I think there's a I get it. Yeah. Because you're playing LeBron, Anthony Davis, or Kawhi and Paul, and Paul George, George right. and you don't really have that bona fide second piece. Yeah. So you're kind of playing from a little bit that's the only pass I'll give Giannis. Mm-hmm. If he loses to the Celtics, there's right. Yeah, we're, should, we're yeah. throwing stuff on him. <laughs> but yeah, if Mike's he, like, tune for that episode. Yeah, just wait for that. But if he gets to the finals, I can't dog him if yeah. he loses to an LA team. Mm-hmm. On the flip side, I think the loser of the LAs, or if neither one of them makes it, I guess. Oh my it's gosh, can if you like imagine? Houston oh. makes it to the finals or some wild stuff happens, like then they both get hit. But whoever loses, because I look at Kawhi now and I go, you won that title in Toronto. Yep. As the sole superstar on that team, yep. if you want to say it like that, so I'm like, I'm putting you in the expectation of you have to go win a title every yeah. year now, yep. or it's a failure. Yep. And LeBron's been in that for like five years now. Right. So both of them, if neither one of them makes the finals, oh, I think yeah. you're, I think they're both getting hit pretty hard. Right. Too. For sure. Right. And it's it's a lose lose, right? Because say say the Lakers get to the finals and lose, right? Well, then it's you know from a LeBron. If you're a LeBron, LeBron guy, you go three and seven. All right, three and seven now, right? And you couldn't get it done. And you, this is another year that the Lakers were supposed to win it and they don't. If you're the Clippers, you go, we spent all this money, you know, I think the Clippers have a year of almost wiggle room or if they get to the finals, I think that, I, I agree with you on the Kawhi aspect that, like, they should win, but if they well, don't, I think they are, almost, I, for whatever reason, I think they get a little bit more of a pass, just because they're not the Lakers. I agree, but here's the thing is, <laughs> Kawhi was able to lock down Giannis Oh, no, no, I, year, I am so agreeing. So if he loses yes. to Giannis, I'm hating on that, because I go, for sure. you beat him last year and he was the MVP. Yeah, now you can't beat him in the finals. And now you can't beat him in the finals, what's right. going with on? Paul with Paul George as right. a teammate, and a really a more deep and better team in, as yeah. on the Clippers than the Raptors were last year. Absolutely. If you want to be fair about that, too. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't give you a pass if you, mm-hmm. if you lose to Giannis, mm-hmm. because I'm like, Giannis has himself and Chris Middleton. Yeah. And if he just beats you with this great team that you have, I'm like, there's no pass right. given there for me. Yeah. Well, for sure. No, I agree with you. And I the think... Lakers have the same thing. I'm not yeah. giving, I'm not passing them by yeah. because if Giannis beats them, because I'm like, Giannis and Chris Middleton, and you have AD on your team. Do, so. do you, are, are you, I'm, I'm, I'm asking you this now as a LeBron guy, I'm asking yeah. you guys both this question, right? Uh, Kyle, I guess I'll ask you first. Um, if, if LeBron. If if they make it to the finals, Lakers make it. Say they beat the Clippers yeah. in seven games, great series, blah blah blah. Right? They don't win a championship, mm-hmm. right? How is it? Is it worse for you for him? Because I think he's screwed either way if they don't win it. But from a legacy perspective, if they go to the finals and lose, right? How big of a of a oh crap we're gonna hear this the same narrative again he's three and seven now in the finals um like what how big of a of a dent does that hit him if they don't win it this year they lose in the finals but but they don't get the ring for LeBron from a LeBron only Anthony Davis has got plenty of tread left on the tires he's gonna be a superstar for a long time LeBron's nearing the end he's in his mm-hmm. mid thirties we don't have that much time left. 
you know, relatively speaking. Mm-hmm. For you, you know, so tell me right now, LeBron makes the finals, they lose, he's three and seven in the finals. Legacy wise, how much more does it hurt? Or is at this point, he's already three and six, so unless he goes on a four four title win streak <laughs> here where he's finally back on the better side of five hundred, does it even matter? I mean I mean, yeah, because like especially in the in the long run, especially when he retires retires and stuff, like this that stat, like his finals record is the only stat that will ever be used. Yeah. When you're arguing for him versus anyone else, yeah, yeah, oh, he was th- three and seven, you know, yeah. yada yada yada. So, which like, is a very shallow argument, by the way. So, if you're using yeah. that argument, just yeah. as a as a, I, I'm even a Jordan guy, but that's like, there's there's so much other things you can say. That's not one of them. So stop saying it. But yeah. continue. Sorry. But but when when you put the the stat that's that is yeah used for sure to, it's definitely the, you it's the easiest it one to go to yeah. is that yeah. Yes. So when you're just making that argument, to make yeah. it bad, then it's gonna Obviously, yeah. bad and long. I'd rather him lose in the like Western Conference Finals than lose Ooh. the finals. Okay, so because, that's that because yeah, okay because like he didn't make the playoffs the first year in Lakers, but in ten years, no one's going to talk about that. But if he, uh, if, I, if I he, disagree with that as well. But continue. But because but when you're going to argue LeBron and be like, oh well, yep. he went he went three, and let's say let's say he missed the finals that year, he yeah. went to the finals and missed, and he missed it this year, mm-hmm. or he lost in the finals. Oh, now he's three and eight. They're not going to be like, oh no, well he didn't make the the playoffs that the first year in the Lakers. Like, no, but what they but here's the problem with that though, right? Is that when you when you do go to finals and you lose, right? Yeah, okay, fine, you go three and six, three and seven, three and eight, whatever, right? But if you never get back to the finals and you go to this and you go to a team like the Lakers and the Lakers have set you up theoretically sets you up. They've given you a bona fide super. Anthony Davis is a superstar. He's not He's not good. He's phenomenal. You know what I mean? He's the best center in the league outside of Giannis. So you have to get back there. You know what I mean? You yeah, have yeah, You can't not get back. The Lake, if, that, if he doesn't get back, then the, yeah. Lake, the Lakers run was basically a failure, and that's going to be looked on. Yeah, that would be a disaster. Yeah. Oh, but now, Mike, same question to you, right? Because you, 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 you were very much... I disagree like, with yeah. the beginning of your statement, yeah. because I think, one, he has to get to the finals yeah. to agree with that. I think yeah. he has to make it. But I think it's asinine to say making it to the finals and losing is bad for your legacy okay. because you make it to the like if you lose yeah, no. to the best team yeah like we don't hurt Brady because he loses three times Joe Montana's four for four right and for sure. Brady loses three times and yeah. right. and he fumbles on the on the fourth drive or on the last yeah. drive of the game yeah. to lose the team like he could have came back and won the game against the Eagles yep he fumbles yep he could have came back against the Giants now. he loses those games <clears throat> now I just think it's asinine to go okay so. He goes to the finals, loses, so we're gonna hurt his legacy because of that. He lost to the best team, which would be the Bucks well, at that well, point. Well, I get. Well, here's I guess the flip side to that, though, right? It, I agree he has to get there. If he doesn't get there, then it's then it's way worse. I, I, I will agree with that 100. percent But if he gets there, right, you are still the best player in the world, right? Yeah, I mean you can say that, right? Can we can agree with that? Okay. And two, I don't necessarily think that it's asinine to ding him for for losing because if you're you're losing to a very good basketball team, right? Yeah. But you you are also you're there, so you're you're theoretically good enough to win it. And and I, I agree you with know that. What I mean? yes. Like you know what I mean? Like if he gets swept, like if they lose in seven, I don't think it's as big of a deal as if they get swept, right? Mm-hmm. Like if they got if they go and they go to the finals against Milwaukee, Milwaukee just beats the living dog crap out of them, mm-hmm. right? And they go and win four or even five, you go, wow, that was embarrassing, right? But I do think that this is a little bit self-inflicted because he is on a major franchise, like he is on a cornerstone franchise. If he had came to Detroit, no one would care. 
Legit, I mean, that people would care, but nobody would be like, "Oh, dude, you and Blake Griffin together need to put, it, you know, I need to figure it out." Yeah. It's not the same thing. You, you are. He is there in a situation where he has a very, very good supporting cast with the the third, third, fourth best player in the league with him next to him. You know what I mean? So I think that if he doesn't win another one at some point here. It, it's it's extremely tough. And to the the Brady thing, I I get what you're saying, but Brady is six and three, not three and six. And I, I think and I think saying. that I think that helped. But what I'm saying yeah. to you is that I think that helps people where he was four five, you know, four and zero, oh, three and zero, oh, four and zero, oh, whatever. And then he, you know what I mean? LeBron was LeBron has never been ahead of that eight ball. Where yeah. if LeBron was four and zero, oh, and now he was four and three. I don't think we'd be having this discussion, but it's because he's three and six. Well, I, I think, think so and, huh? I think but it's so not, not, I'm not talking about the greatest ever. I'm just yeah. saying in general, like if he already had four and he was like, okay, if he's four and four in the finals, fine. But because it's so lopsided right now, and if yeah. he never wins another one, fair or not, I definitely think people are gonna go, dude. They didn't even. He never even got another one after that last after that yeah. monumental run. It was like. He was just done at that yeah, point. You know see, what I mean? How I, I look at sports and I go, there's that moment that puts you into the legendary status for me. Yeah. And for Brady, it was the Falcon Super Bowl comeback. Yeah. From then on, I go, you're the best quarterback. Yeah. I, I'm not hearing another debate. Yeah. For me, for LeBron, when he came back from 3-1 and beat that Warriors team, oh, yeah. for me, anything after you do after that just adds to it. Yeah. I can't. I don't take away after that. No. I, I'm not saying you're taking away, but the point being is that But if he... Even though, like, you can say, okay, yeah, you're the, you're the man after getting yeah. that finals, right? But if you're comparing him to the only other guy that's really in his stratosphere, which is Jordan, you know, Jordan went out with three championships back to back to back and won them all and was like, okay, I'm done. I'm out. I'm sold. You know what I mean? So it's hard for people to go and say, all right, yeah, you got the 3-1. But then after that, you went to a you went to a Lakers team who then got you the third or fourth best player in the league to accompany you, set you yeah. up with a roster that was built to win, and you didn't do it. That is where the conversation yeah. is going to go. And her, fair or not, I'm just saying, that's definitely yeah, it the, go there. the I argument. Just, I just for sure. don't he, he's, that. Basically, what we're saying is, if you don't, you better just win. That's really the, as far as Al Davis goes, just win, baby. That's that's really the... the the crooks of the conversation. But like I said, we're going to be talking more about that um, <clears throat> in a couple weeks, though. So let's talk about it. All right, let's shift now to the Red Wings here for just a minute here to end this show. Um, they somehow managed to get the fourth pick in the draft. Worst record by far. Wasn't even close, right? And yet here we are. They have the fourth pick in the draft. But that's not really what we want to focus on. What we want to focus on is the fact that a playoff team, unannounced yet, because the playoffs haven't happened yet, is going to, be the is going to have the first pick in the draft. Mike, talk to me about how stupid and broken this system is. I'm well, I'm taking the trait out of it for a second because I think some people nationally go, well, you're only bitching because you're a Detroit fan. I could give a crap less. The fact that a playoff team is going to have an opportunity to get the best prospect coming out in this draft mm -hmm. is asinine in every sense of the word. It makes legitimately zero sense. I agree. I mean, I can't. I don't like it. That's yeah. why I don't really watch hockey. I'll be honest. <laughs> like that's why hockey and baseball. Basketball is only redeeming because um, I like certain players in yeah. basketball. But I, for the most part, their system's I, I think broken their too. Systems their broken. systems broken. All too. three of the sports systems are yeah. broken. And the I, NFL I is the only one does it right for whatever reason. Yeah. I don't get it. 
Yeah, it seems about right. right. But I just think it's absolutely broken, and I, there's no redeeming quality. No, there's to nothing. The there's zero. It's 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 such a black eye right now, right? Like, can you imagine New England losing in the first round of the playoffs? Oh, we actually have the first overall pick, yeah, exactly. Down. And they can go take Chase Young or whoever. Yeah. Like it is the dumbest possible setup. It is the yeah. worst thing that could have happened I, to them. I the think. Way. I th- yeah. I get like because the argument against it is you want to stop teams from tanking. Yeah. But there's tanking and then just being bad. Like I think like you look at like the Cincinnati Bengals in football. They yeah. were just they're bad. bad. Yeah, they're just they're not trying, good. They yeah. are trying to win games yep. and just cannot win games because they do not have the talent. Yeah. That's what the Red Wings are. Is they right. just don't have the talent right. to beat these teams. And yet they're picking fourth. And they're picking fourth. Yeah, it's absolutely Kyle. Same question to you. Like I mean, like what was your reaction when you saw the drafter and you go, "Oh my gosh, we don't even know who's picking first because they haven't been eliminated from the playoffs yet." Yeah, I, I just laughed. I laughed. <laughs> okay, we talked about it last week where we we're like, all right, so you're ready for the Red Wings to pick third again? Like, I was in total like ready to go. Like, all right, we're gonna definitely not get the first overall pick. Um, uh, your a question for you though, if you're that playoff team, right? I don't, I don't know the seating as of right now, right? But say, you know, what I mean, say you're that team where you probably have no real shot of winning, right? Do you lose on purpose to get the first overall pick? If you have the worst record, right, you're the worst record out of the playoff team, so if you lose first, you definitely get the first overall pick. Do you just lose? Not, not Maybe not intentionally, but intentionally, do you? Do I mean, you... I don't know about much, much about the like, Okay, but... let's put this into basketball. Like, say, like, if you were, like, the Memphis Grizzlies of oh. basketball, would you purposely, being the worst team, would you pop, would you lose that game because you're not like being you're not being Lakers anyway, so you're just gonna go. You know what? We got the first overall pick. We're gonna be able to go get another star, hopefully. Yeah, if you want, you, if you're you just take it and go and take yeah, the yeah. yeah would, you, take would, you, would you take the chance or would you actually like compete and try to fight for it? No, if it were me, I definitely would just lose. Yeah, yeah okay, I, you would yeah, lose. Yeah, I would. Which, oh, I would definitely. Yeah, like if the Lions are the seventh seed in this playoffs, mm-hmm. but then we have a chance to go and get, you know get like, the first overall. We get the first overall pick. I go. Maybe we just wait one more year. Exactly. <laughs> you're playing play play the best team possible. You're like, I'm not gonna. We're not probably gonna beat them anyway. So might as well lose and get the number one overall pick. Yeah, for sure. It's just the whole system's broken. It was a real, real eye opener. I think for a lot of fans, where they go, Oh my gosh, this is actually a possibility. And I think the NHL went, Oh, that's not good. Oh, our, oh man, our tape just died. Son of a b. All right, well, this is gonna be a logo filled episode for on our YouTube show this week, but that's okay. Well, mistakes happen, but no, it's just it's just a total disaster, right? Yes. I mean, you could not have asked anything else could have happened as long as you had a team that was in the playoffs. You could have at least been like, well, "That's just how the ping pong balls, you know, kind of fly." But it's like the Celtics, you know, it's not one of those things where like when the Celtics got Jason Tatum because the Nets are stupid and yeah. they just traded away all those picks. It's the fact that. There was nothing anybody did where it was like, oh, yeah, we're just going to be set up really well. It was just like, oh, we're going to pull an Orlando Magic and have one ping pong ball in there, and it happens to be the one to get mm-hmm. Chris Webber. It's just the stupidest possible setup imaginable. I don't understand why any team doesn't just go worst to best, and just that's just how the draft is laid out. I don't understand it. It's the dumbest thing. I hate the NBA thing with, like, it's top three protected, and then the next year it's top five protected, and the next year it's top 12 protected and yeah. the next year after that you don't get anything it's like oh so i traded you this guy but i get no compensation yeah. if i just don't get the right pick in four years it's the stupidest thing ever but i digress all right that's going to be it for this week's episode uh I'm, i do want to give you guys a heads up now there's gonna be a quick hitter coming out uh probably later this week uh, by the time you're hearing this it may already be up so if it is be sure to take a look make sure you check it out we're gonna be interesting introducing a new member of the i'm always right 
I'm not going to say sports podcast, but the I'm Always Right family. So we're going to be introducing him on that show. So if you are listening and you care at all, and if you're a movie buff, you're definitely going to want to tune in to that quick hitter episode for sure. But as far as that goes, that's going to be it for this week's episode. For the Whale Man, for the Merc Zone, I'm the Mouth of Michigan, and we will see you guys, as always, next time.